0: Right. hello. Hello. Welcome, I'm Heather.
1: And I'm Laura.
0: We are sweet, sweet death. Um, I have to light this joint real quick. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Laura?
1: I'm doing okay. I'm, Excellent. Yeah. If I fall asleep, I'm sorry. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> um, anything interesting happen to you? I... Really need to make a journal because I remember I was like, oh, I'm going to tell Heather this. And then a week passed, and then I forgot.
0: And then... Dude, same. Yeah. Let me start my tale off. So, okay, on Saturday, I went to Dutch Bros, which is the right thing to do. I ended up spilling it at work. That's a whole nother story. Oh. Listen, okay. <laughs> I was at Dutch Bros on Saturday. So, like, I go and get my drink, or, you know, I pull up to the window. I'm like the only one there. He's like, hey, what do you want? And I was like, I want a double torture medium, please. He's like, great do you think we live in a simulation? It's like, whoa, what, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, it's possible, yeah. He's like, did you ever go to church? Yeah, yeah, I did. Are you converted? Do you? And like, he just, boom, 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 fucking rapid fire questions about like existence and reality. I was like, what the fuck? I just wanted my fucking coffee. Whoa. <laughs> but uh, I think it's better though. I would rather take that than that awkward, what are you doing today? I'm going yeah. to work. Oh, that sounds like fun. No, it doesn't. It doesn't
1: sound (laughs) like fun. So. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like, because I went to, um, because I feel like the people at Dutch Bros always just want to talk to you. And I hate talking, so it's almost like.
0: But that's just it. I feel like they don't want to talk to you. I feel like. It's in their job description to talk to you. Yeah. I've had conversations where it's like, neither of us is enjoying this. Yeah. Like, we're both miserable It's like right they now.
1: have to, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I went to Starbucks the other day and the girl was just like, really? Like, you know, usually they'll shut the window, but then she just like had the window open and she was just like sitting there like <laughs> this, like staring, staring at me. And I was like, uh, and I felt so <laughs> awkward. I was just like looking around like, uh, and then she's like. Like I could just see her like looking like into my car and I was like Excuse was, like, me, looking... I'm watching porn right now. <laughs> she was like looking at my tattoo and I was like, Oh god, she's gonna ask me something about it and then sure enough she's like, Oh, what's your tattoo? And I was just like, Oh my god, I was like, Leave me alone. But yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. But I told my coworker that and she she's like, Oh, they're probably trying to be Dutch Bros. I was, like, like
0: Yeah. Yeah, or she just came from Dutch Bros. And, like she doesn't <laughs> yeah. know how to shut the window and ignore the customers, like uh, You're supposed to. Ooh.
1: <coughs> <coughs> the random I went to King Supers the other day with my sister, and there was a Starbucks inside of it, and the lady was like, free samples, free samples. And it was like full-size cups, like, yeah, they were giving away, and I just thought it was so weird. I was like, I didn't get one because it would probably, like, yeah, milk and shit in it, but I was like, is that a sample, or is that just a free
0: treat? Yeah, they're just, it's made of hardened cheese, just uh, old King Supers cheese. I don't know where that came from. Um... <laughs> Oh, I've, okay. So the that morning where that guy was freaking me out with his questions on reality yeah. and simulations, I went to work. and I was like, I don't remember. I was already having a weird morning. Oh, I remember I had to fill my gas tank up. And it was like 60 bucks. So I was like crushed. Ugh, and I was like, yeah. well, I better go mourn with a cup of expensive coffee. Yeah. So I went and buy coffee. <laughs> and then I went to work. And then my fat fucking ass knocked it over Aww. on the floor. I was like, no. Nah, because it was full it had like three sips and we had to put a bunch of stuff away in the in the walk-in cooler and like so then i get the mop bucket i'm mopping and i'm not paying attention then i knock the mop bucket over i'm like oh my gosh why is this happening to me so i wasn't even like that upset but like oh really it was just stupid Uh. you know those when it's like everything's so ridiculous, we're yeah. like, I guess I just have to laugh about it now because
1: like, fuck yeah, yeah,
0: because <laughs> life is ridiculous.
1: I saw a video like that, like just like on TikTok or some shit, but it was kind of funny. Like that, it was mm-hmm. like the girl was like, so she's like, I was l- running late to work. She's like, and then, like, I tripped over this crack and spilled my coffee. She's like, so then when I went to go and pick up everything from the coffee, like, she shut her car door and realized she locked her keys in the car. And then when she went to open the handle, like, to try to pull it, the Uh. handle just ripped off. She's like, so I just want to show you guys, like, everything that just happened. I was like, oh, my God. Had enough of life. Yeah.
0: Man, it's funny. It's only funny because we have all had days like that where everything just, statistically, it was your turn. Yeah. (laughs) It was your turn to have the shittiest day ever. And, like, my mom told me a story when when she was still at work, and we were all very young, but she was, like, running out of the house. It was, like, a potluck day. So she's running out of the house. She's in heels and, like, a skirt and stuff, running out of the house with... A fucking casserole dish of enchiladas and falls into a bush, and, like <laughs> drenches herself in enchilada. Oh my god! So she came back and she was like laughing again because it's like so ridiculous. Yeah. What else can you do? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm a I'm a crier. So.
1: Me too. I'm
0: a scream in traffic kind of lady. Of like, why the fuck can't you move? Yeah, that's me. I was late the other day, and I was really, yeah, really having a meltdown uh-huh. in the car. I'm like, I'm sure other people are like, don't make <laughs> eye contact with her.
1: Uh, yeah, sometimes I get scared, because like, I feel like I usually get, somehow I'm just always crying in my car, and I'm just like, <laughs> I hope no one's looking at me, or something like that. I just look straight ahead, like.
0: Right? I do wonder, I'm like, God, every, you know, the occasional, like real meltdowns in the car where it's like you are crying it's like please god no one look at me right now i'm just i'm starting my
1: period i'm
0: already (laughs) having a bad day it just please
1: yeah i always think that too i'm like wow like this would be the perfect time for me to get pulled over and i'd just be like yeah
0: (laughs) are you on drugs
1: (sighs) the other day on my way home there was like a really bad accident and Mm -hmm. It took me, like, 20 extra minutes to get home, like, because I had to go uh, all the way around. It I'd have like, been crying oh, for sure. This is fucking bullshit! That's how I
0: it's like, oh, my God. Sometimes when I do do that, though, I'm like, you know, I'm having a better day than those people that uh, yes. <laughs> totaled their car, so. Yeah. Maybe I should be grateful. And then two minutes later, I'm like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> oh, I went skating the last night, and, like, some weird, like, 40-year-old like year old lady came up to me. She's like awesome skating by the way she's like i used to do parkour when i was a kid so oh (laughs) fucking sick and i was like Like, oh god and then i was just like thinking i was like i "I don't really like jump around but like (laughs) i was like so confused i was like
0: righto yeah Oh, that reminds me. Oh, we saw Power Man five thousand last Thursday. Oh yeah, dude, they were so fun. Who did you go with, John? Or? It was John, and then Bill and Lori went, oh, and really? then we brought we brought Mary and we and Aww. um her friend, and then Bill and Lori brought their kid too, Aww. and like she brought a friend. So it was oh, like, okay. dude, there were a lot more kids at that show yeah. than I thought there would be. But like, dude, it was so much fun, and there was there was this one weird moment. Where I'm like, the kids keep wanting to go closer. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. And like, it's, I don't know. I, they're 12. yeah. I'm trying not to helicopter parent, but like, we're in a loud, dark, yeah. <laughs> crazy light kind of place. So I kind of want to like, I do want to hover. And I did. I was like, right yeah. on top of them. But so like, they're standing up against the wall on those benches at the Black Sheep. And then um, I'm kind of standing off, just giving them a little space. And this one woman comes up and like starts like motioning for me to come here, and I'm like yes. And she's like give, she's like hands me a cup of ice. I'm like what? And she like is motioning for me. She goes give it to her, and I'm like what? And then she like just shuffles away. I'm like what am I doing with this? What? <laughs> i <I'm> so confused. <laughs> and then I look at this lady next to me, and I was like what? And she goes I don't I don't know. <laughs> And then I thought, so because, you know, Mary brought a friend uh, whose mom was also there, I thought, because I'm not really familiar with how she looks and I've only seen her a couple times and briefly passing and it was dark. I was like, was that her mom? So then I pass it over to her friend and I'm like, hey, is this for you? And she's like looking at me like, I don't want this fucking cup of ice. And I think it was for this crazy drunk lady that was like right behind her who was in a big fucking fur coat. This old woman, she was in her 60s, and, dude, she was a rough 60. She had, like, no teeth left. Man, yeah. she's in this big fur coat. She yeah. is hammered, dude. Yeah. I think she's probably high, too. Because at one point, she screams, like, Yeah, we're all high! <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> it's like, you're high. <laughs> yeah, you sure are. What do they call it? Maintaining altitude. <laughs> and, like, the lead singer, too, he was like, um... He's mentioning his age, because, you know, Man 5000, they were huge 20 years ago. So it's been a minute, you know. They're playing at the Black Sheep. Yeah. It's the Black Sheep, (laughs) you know. But I was so happy to have them there. It was so much fun. But then he's talking about age, you know, and like, yeah, we're getting up there. And then she screams behind me like, I'm 63. (laughs) It's like, what is this fucking old bird? She was just having a really good time. weird. And then I did watch a chick uh, flash the band. Whoa. And it was really creepy because there was this dude the whole time. I'm sorry. I'm dominating this whole conversation. No, was fine. There was a dude in a big jacket, like a winter coat. It's ch- It was chilly outside last Thursday. It was like, I don't know, maybe in the 40s, yeah. but whatever. We got over it. He's wearing gloves. He's wearing his hood to the part where you can really only see his face. Like he's covered his chin and his forehead. Yeah. You just see his face. And he's got like a big mustache, but he's just holding his phone up the entire time, just covered from head to toe in just, I don't know, winter Arctic gear. And then this chick right next to him, again, he's filming this whole fucking yeah. thing, right next to him flashes. The man, all I see is side titty, like jiggling yeah. up and down. I'm like, oh God. And then uh, it's like he had a sense, like his intuition kicked in. And his phone immediately went from the stage and just went boop right to her boobs like fucking instantly i was like mortified for her i don't think she really saw at first yeah because then she put her shirt down and he did not move that phone he just kept it there and he was like giving her this really like grimacing smile like yeah and it was so so fucking creepy yeah so don't flash it a show if you know there's somebody right next to you filming i would recommend not flashing a fucking serial killer (laughs) probably dude no one will recognize me i've got my (laughs) fake mustache and my
1: (laughs) winter gear so that was awful today that just reminded me this i feel bad even like talking about this old man he was like a sweet old man but he came in to work today And he had, like, a creepy mustache, but it was, like... It was, like, trimmed, like, so high, like... Oh, no. That weird, like, a
0: John Waters mustache. It's, like... Yeah. Like, someone drew it on with a grease pencil. yeah.
1: It was so freaky, and I was, like... He's, like, I never know... I never know whether I should wear my mask or not. And then I was just, like, Like, oh. (laughs) Like, yeah, I really didn't know what to say, and then I was just, like, yeah. To cover up that ugly fucking face. He's, like, yep, I just... I don't know. I'm like, yeah, sometimes. (laughs) I was like, usually you got to wear them at the doctor's office. Like, I (laughs) didn't know what to say. He's like, well, he's like, I don't know because my wife is terminal. So, and then I was just like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then I didn't know what to say. Go back to your "Hmm." home, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I just hate when people say really, really like heavy things like that. Because then I'm just like. Well, dude, I'm sorry.
0: At the cake shop. It's amazing what people just yeah. fucking blurt out of their mouths. You know, it was like one woman, yeah, we're getting this cake. She died three months ago. I don't know. Like, yeah. so
1: fucking weird. Way too much information. Christine, the girl who works the front, said some lady came in the other day because I was talking. Something weird like that had happened to me too before. And I was telling her, and she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, some lady came in the phone and she was like making like. Like a collect call to her son in like prison or something, and then, uh, then she like got another phone call. And was like, yeah, he fucking murdered this chick, and da, da, da. I was oh like, like God. talking about like something. Like she was like, yeah. I was just like, oh. She's like, I wanted her to make like another call so I could finish oh hearing the story. God. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's really like murder, but something crazy like that, like where it's like really like, yeah, yeah. Which... Well, like
0: we had the I called her Mama Rose. I think.
1: Oh yeah, with the weird. I think I have coat. talked about it. Yeah. yeah,
0: she came in whining that the cake was too big. It was like a normal sized cake, and yeah. and then when she was on the phone with me for like over thirty minutes, just talking about her fucking life and ex-husband. Her husband tried to kill her. My husband tried to kill me.
1: He turned out to be a homosexual. <laughs> okay, this just reminded me. So yes. our friend Marissa, who we used to live with when we were a kid for mm-hmm. like a few years. I guess she was dating this dude, and they got into, like, a big fight or whatever. And so he, like, left, like, stormed out of the house. She locked him out. So then he came home at, like, 3 in the morning. He's, like, banging on the door, like, Marissa, Marissa, let me in. Like, it's an emergency. Seriously, let me in. Like, freaking out. So she lets him in the house. He's, like, all bloody. Has, like, two black eyes. Like, just, like, looks fucked up and she like Marissa's just like one of those people where she like doesn't even give a fuck. She's like going to go back to bed. He's like I need your help. I need your help cleaning. And then he's like cleaning himself up. He's like I don't know. He's like I don't know if I should tell you what happened. Like he's like it's really bad, Marissa. It's really bad. Oh and then God. she's like she's like I don't fucking care. I'm going to bed. <laughs> so she went and lay down and she said the next morning that they're like walking out of the house and that the police show up. And they're like are you Marissa? Like blah blah blah. You have to leave that out. And then uh yeah. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> they're like asking like who her boyfriend is all that then like she's seeing him get like arrested and yeah i guess he got arrested for like first degree murder (gasps) oh shit and then when she's talking to him on the like jail and or in the phone on jail. (laughs)
0: whoops (laughs) it's okay man you got this you're so yeah
1: on the phone in jail he like can't talk about it obviously it's like yeah like ongoing now and lawyers all that so yeah she doesn't know what happened holy shit crazy and oh, we need the internet to solve this crime. i know right like look it
0: up get like, it on reddit it'll be solved in like five minutes
1: <laughs> i was honestly thinking because when this happened it was like maybe it was before i saw you to record again and we skipped so i don't know <laughs> yeah i was gonna look up like man being to death or like something like that you know like yeah so. it was it was a dude i think so yeah yeah
0: well, know. whoever it was, he got some good fucking licks on him. Yeah, because I
1: guess he was like, Marissa, all I can say is I did nothing wrong. I got to a fight and I did nothing wrong.
0: Oh, that means you are definitely guilty.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Holy shit. That's deep, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like working my way down this joint so yeah. I'm contemplating a lot of things about life right now.
1: My friend told me today that last night her boyfriend blew smoke in her face. She's like don't oh. do that. And like she doesn't smoke. And then she said she actually got like high cuz she used to smoke and get high. Yeah. And she's like yeah, she's like it's really weird, but I got high. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Huh. is she sure she got high yeah she said like she felt like really weird like you know like yeah her body felt weird like everything she was doing she's like i felt so weird <laughs> did he blow meth in her face no okay <laughs> it was a dab pin so who knows? okay maybe it was like really fucking potent maybe he didn't like inhale i don't fucking know right i don't know how it happens <laughs> who
0: knows how these things work i've only dabbed a couple times but I've always been very fearful. Yeah. And it's very... Their baby. It was like a baby hit. They're strong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you... You were a champion smoker back in your yeah. day.
1: You used to stab nonstop, like, oh every God. five minutes. <laughs> Holy shit, girl. You remember when... Uh, that one game night when Bridget was like, "Are you?" Just, I thought you were smoking meth or something or whatever <laughs> she said. <laughs> Sounds like Bridget. Yeah.
0: <sighs> shit, man, I miss her. Yeah. She's been like... Sorry, we'll start soon. <laughs> but she's been doing like this saga of like trying to make this sourdough starter and it is just oh. not fucking working for it. I have thought about doing the sourdough starter and it's like, fuck that. Yeah. I know I'd kill it like instantly.
1: I would continue to kill it. I it- killed mine. When <laughs> Juliana gave me that one, I kept it alive for like, I feel like maybe two weeks and then yeah, I forgot about it. It's like yep. a lot of work. I'm like, I can't keep this alive.
0: Yep. Well, like when we worked at Nader's, man, that with them having to feed that starter yeah. every day, that giant fucking paddle on the bucket.
1: <laughs> God, I don't miss it at all. Yeah. I just have like permanent images of like Maddie when I picture her just yeah. like there with like <laughs> feeding it.
0: I think of a, uh, well, I know we probably shouldn't be naming too many names, but yeah. like I think of Trish because for so long she did it. Oh, I think yeah. maybe because I was, was there like, for longer yeah. and like.
1: She had like left, I feel like right when. Yeah. I started. Did she I... Was... oh sorry, sorry no go ahead.
0: Oh, it's really not important. <laughs> I was just gonna laugh. She was one of those bosses that would like scream at people for eating, like don't eat any company food ever. Yeah. Like that's stealing from the company. And then she'd like make herself a big old stack of like blueberry pancakes oh, in gosh. the morning. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. She the girl who I work with, um, the baker. She, I guess, like, worked for her at Neater's or whatever. Oh, shit. Yeah, but, because I was like, oh, yeah, when I worked at Neater's, like, we had to take the free bread, this and that. She's like, oh, we weren't allowed to take anything. We weren't allowed to any, any food, anything like Good that. Good so It's funny you say that, because So yeah. was like, Trista, but, yeah. Who, who was it? <gasps> her name's name Rachel. Rachel. No, I don't, I don't remember yeah. Rachel. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. I never remember. Yeah, she worked there, though, at the Kneader's. So, yeah. Yeah, we both worked at Neater's. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> Yeah. She looked she worked at um what's that place Coquette's? They oh shut my down. god.
0: Do you yeah. remember that time I tried to spell it to that lady and I just ended no. up spelling the word cock and then no. and then I stopped. Dude, I was like Coquette's? I think it's c o c k.
1: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> And you like laugh so hard at me. I feel like I kind of briefly remember that. <laughs> and now I that do you're saying that that's so funny.
0: I do remember the lady going, "Aha!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was
1: she's humiliating. She's like, "Was that a joke? No." Right? Like, did she
0: just just <laughs> hung up and like stared at her phone for a minute. Like, <laughs> she just felt cock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, funny. Sorry if you're out there. <laughs> They're not listening. Oh, man, All right. we should All right, get yeah. this show on the road. I'm sorry my story is so short. It's
1: okay. But whatever. Okay. So, today I'm doing my story on the murder of Carol Thompson by her husband, Tilmer Eugene Thompson. Have you heard about these? No, people? no. Okay, so
0: real quick, can we just? An, it's from Minnesota. Sorry, I feel oh, like we always yeah, forget sorry. to name the states. This is from Minnesota. All right, yeah. go. Okay, <laughs> sorry.
1: Yes, in Minnesota. So, um, this murder is. Um, I oh, I was about to say what a lot of people, especially people from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm so lying. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <No>, okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Anyways, God, um, they believe it was an inspiration for the movie Fargo. Oh, cool. By, of course, the brothers, the Cohen brothers. Oh. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the brothers, Cohen.
1: Uh, okay, I don't know what's wrong with me. Anyways, um, at the time, they grew up in a suburb um, during the time of the murder and the trial. Okay. So, if you guys haven't seen the movie Fargo, it's about a man who hires criminals to kidnap his wife for a ransom. Um, the opening, opening credits say it's a true story and that the events took place in Minnesota in 1987, but the brothers claim they never even heard of the case and that it was all made up, even the part about it being true, so who yeah. fucking knows, but everyone's still like, it's it's based off this. Like,
0: Even on the show, so like I love the show. Yeah. Every every episode starts with that and really? none of them are true. Yeah, it's, it's total just, garbage. Like, fake, yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, so um Carol Thompson was the daughter and only child of a local business owner and the mother of four children who ranged from the ages of 6 to 13 at the time of her death and the 13-year-old son Ended up actually becoming the chief judge for the southeastern district of Minnesota, like, later in his life. Nice. um, And he believed his father was innocent up until he began studying law. And then he was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, shit. There's no way he's innocent. Um, But, yeah, up until then, he was just, like, pleading for his parole and stuff like that. So, anyways, um, everyone who knew her said she was, like, a loving mother and wife. Like, she was just, like, one of those ladies really nice. She even led, like, a Girl Scout troop, so. Um, Her husband, Tilmer, a.k.a. I guess his nickname was Cotton because he had really, like, white, blonde hair. He was born in 1927 and was the son of a chicken farmer who was also named Tilmer. He was an attorney, and he served on a minesweeper in the Navy during World War II. Um, him and his him and his wife met, and they went to McAllister College in St. Paul. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. And um, they happened to be classmates, and that's how they met. So after he graduated, he enrolled in... Uh, St. Paul's College of Law, which is now William Mitchell College of Law. Um, They were like pillars of the community, just like the typical, you know, suburban family, whatever. Um, They had kids and I think they had four kids. Yeah. So anyways, on the morning of March 6th, 1963, Carol woke up. She made bacon and eggs for her kids and her asshole husband and their brick home located in (laughs) St. Paul's Highland Park and then went back to bed. So it just so happened that leading up to Carol's murder, her husband had been having an affair with uh, his 27-year-old secretary, which I think they were only like 33 and 34 okay. or something like that. I was so. going to ask how old he was, Yeah, so. that's less creepy. Yeah, I know. I was like thinking he was like 15, and then I was like, oh, not that bad. Okay, anyways. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess the prosecution referred to her as a female companion who was not his wife, but her name was Jacqueline olsen she was his secretary if i didn't say that already um she they had mentioned like oh he paid for <laughs> he paid for several of her expenses and when they said that i just thought like oh he bought her clothes and stuff like that but i guess he like paid for her to go to school and stuff like that oh so, weird yeah and then, um yeah like i don't know secretarial school i guess i was i don't know if that's still a thing but i really doubt it i it seems like something you do and like God, is it? No, there's no way. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, and then she became a secretary at his law office. Um, So I guess she had given him an ultimatum because she was like, I'm not going to date a married guy. So in 1962, he was like, please, please, like, give me 11 months and I'll get enough money for us to be able to live on and whatever, run away together. So this began his search for life insurance policies, and I guess, like, a friend recommended to him, like, oh, just start off small, something like that. So he took out a $50,000 policy, then he just, like, went crazy, just kept getting policies, and then he got, like, $100,000, and by the time that she died, in today's money, or whatever term it would be, Mm -hmm. it would equal out to be, like, $9.3 million. What? Yeah. That is a... Ballsy motherfucker, and he was a sole beneficiary to, to all of them. So. God, yeah. What do you tell the authorities And, and they're like <laughs> so nine point three? Yeah, it's like ignore the twenty life insurance policies. Like it's for inflation. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I'm like, isn't that suspicious? Like, anyways, okay. So, um, during these eleven months, I guess while he was in school, law school, he had a classmate named Norman. Bates. Oh. <laughs> Mastrian? I don't know. Sounds right. I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry. He began helping him um, plan the murder, though, and I guess he was, like, a former boxer. I don't fucking know, but he basically paid him $3,000 and was like, you're going to do this, like, bludgeon her with a rubber hose. Whoa. To, and then place her in a tub to make it appear like she had, like, slipped and drowned or something. I don't fucking know. It was really confusing. I'm like a rubber hose. This sounds like a bad idea. Like, that would <laughs> still really leave a mark. Yeah. Like, she got worked over before she yeah. drowned. And I was just, like, thinking about this, too. Like, how, like, much they could really tell back then. Like, in the 60s. Like, I don't know how good, like, CSI was. Or... But,
0: I mean, you gotta see all that. Yeah. Like,
1: it's like, you're always gonna be able to tell she got, like, hit over the
0: head. I wonder if it was one of those, like, urban legends where... Sometimes Hit her with a rubber hose. And... Yeah, <laughs> nothing will show up. They'll yeah. never see it.
1: Yeah. Something like, be your wife with a rubber water hose. No,
0: I don't know. What was it like the superstition that, oh, if you swallow uh, cotton and the, you know, if you're drafted in Vietnam, if you swallow cotton, they'll think it's cancer and then what? you won't have to go into the military. That's so funny. And that's a lie.
1: <laughs> it did nothing. That reminds me of, what was it, like Mean Girls or some shit she's like, I've just been eating like cotton balls to keep myself full or something like that dude that's true is, that's yeah. like a
0: real thing That like
1: crazy like oh that was so mean
0: it was a, it was a real thing that like clearly people with like body dysmorphia yeah do yeah oh my god that's crazy i feel like that'd just be a hard thing to eat i really difficult oh do you soak it no that can't be right <laughs> <laughs> do you do it one at a time or like a big mouth like how do you swallow it do you like try to like, pinch it really <laughs> tightly, and then, ugh, what does that feel like going down? Like, expand
1: in your throat? Freaky. Oh All right. God. Okay. So, after he hired this guy, his classmate, to kill her, he subcontracted <laughs> another guy oh my named God. Dick Anderson. Uh-huh. And he was like a roofing salesman and a Marine veteran. And yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I thought it was a scam, but I guess he really was like, okay, I'll kill her. So they instructed him to make it look like an accident. They provided a diagram of the house. They arranged their alibis. They even got rid of the family pet, which was like a cute little dash hound. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is a type of dash hound or if the dog's name, but it's spelled... S-C-H-O-T-Z-E. And so then I was like, is it named Shotzi? Or is it like Schultz or Shotzi sounds better. Yeah. We'll just say I don't know. Shotzi. Anyways, the dog would bark at people. So they're like, okay, we have to get rid of him. But I guess this is like what kind of set investigators off. And we're like, this is weird. Like, why would he get rid of the family dog? Like, mm-hmm. right before she got murdered. So yeah um so the plan was that mr thompson would leave for work earlier than usual and then his wife would send the his wife would send the kids to school meanwhile anderson would wait in the basement for a fake phone call from tilmer's law office and as carol would answer the phone which was placed i guess like If there was, like, a phone at the top of your stairs or something Uh like that, it was, like, just right there. So while she was standing there on the phone, he was going to, like, walk up behind her, knock her out, then carry her to the bathtub and make it appear like she drowned. But obviously, this didn't go to plan. So, in his confession, Anderson admitted that the day of the murder, he realized that the basement steps were really creaky, and he got worried that she was going to hear him coming up. So, instead, he waited till she went to her bedroom and then ambushed her around 9 a.m. And, of course, she tried to get away. She ran down to the first floor, and I guess he had a gun. He had a stolen Luger, and then he tried to shoot her with it, but it misfired because it was loaded with the wrong ammo. <laughs> So then he just used the butt of the gun and started like beating her, like hit her over the head, I guess, like, and knocked her out. So then he got a paring knife from the kitchen and stabbed her twice in the neck. And he did it so hard that the handle of the knife broke. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then I guess he thought she was dead. And She woke up like he was upstairs, like washing himself off and she just woke up. So then she ran outside like bloody beaten, barefoot in her bathrobe. It was, like, winter, so I guess it was, like, snowy out, and um, she went to her neighbor's house, who they said she was beaten so badly, they didn't even recognize her, and I guess, like, they knew who she was, so. Then she was taken to the hospital, and she died of her injuries, like, around one that day. So, while all of this was happening, too, I guess Mr. Thompson had had, like, another attorney deliver an unmarked envelope with um, $2,500 cash to the classmate guy, And I guess he kept like two thousand something, and then gave seven hundred to the other guy, and whatever. Yeah. Oh
0: my god, no!
1: Oh my god, no! I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) 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 Fuck. Okay. So, um, police obviously initially thought it was a robbery, but as I mentioned earlier, they became suspicious when they realized that he had just gotten rid of the family dog. And, um, I guess also they were suspicious because he had arrived to work early, which he normally doesn't do. And then when he got to work early, like right when he got to work, he had the secretary call his wife. And I guess he had her do that just so that it would be like, oh, he was like, she was alive while he was at work just to kind of like set it up. Like he didn't kill her before he left. Yeah. So, um... An insurance investigator named Joe Healy was quoted saying, "The trouble was that he had thought of everything, and everything he thought of made him that much more suspect." So he was arrested June twenty-first at his summer home in Forest Lake. His bail was set at a hundred thousand, which, um, at the time, was the highest in state history, I guess. Um, and then his trial happened eight months later. It was a jury made up of six men and six women, and I guess they said it was, like, really crazy, too. Like, all the details of the case, like, everything was, like, in the newspapers. Everybody in the courtroom knew everything that happened. Like, nothing was, like, really a secret. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, so they deliberated for 12 hours, and they found him guilty, first-degree murder, on December 7th, 1963. And he was uh, sentenced to life in prison at 35 years old. Uh so I guess he only ended up serving 20 years in state penitentiary. And then he was released and he actually like remarried. He like reestablished relationships with his kids, uh his grandchildren. Yeah, he was like in their lives, which is kind of crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but he always insisted he was innocent, which Yeah. Uh, okay. And then uh he died in 2015. On his 88th birthday, at his home in Roseville, and his obituary described him as a multifaceted person. Oh, wow. and then the other two guys who helped him—they also got sentenced to like life in prison. Yeah, at two separate trials. But yeah, damn, that was my story. I just thought it was kind of cool. That it was like the whole like Fargo thing. Yeah, maybe, but not really. <laughs> <So>. Still, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, that's a vicious fucking murder
0: like yeah. did he really hate her that much i know i'm like
1: damn just to be i just never understand that when people kill to be with their like mistresses and then yeah. they literally end up getting caught just like the whole yeah. shenanigans. Oh, stuff oh yeah and so it was so crazy
0: it's like you can literally just divorce them yeah you can do that <laughs> say i don't want to be with you yeah it's not working out best of luck see you later yep um just as a side note, Fargo is a an amazing
1: show. I know. I remember I watched like I feel like the first like three episodes or yeah. two episodes and then I just never finished it.
0: I hear that. I I've done that with Peaky Blinders a couple times. Um but uh th- dude that that is the best. There's four seasons. Oh wow. The first one's the best one. Yeah. Um the other ones are fine. But like that one with Billy Bob Thornton, it's got uh it's not Michael Sheen martin freeman the what is it um
1: bilbo baggins oh yeah the hobbit oh okay yeah are they all related or are they like different each season yeah each
0: season is different oh okay. totally new story
1: so is it the same as the movie or
0: no it's so different have you seen the movie i have yeah yeah. it's i I love the movie yeah Yeah. it's the coen brothers so yeah because you've seen have you seen like raising arizona
1: no, I feel like I always tell you to watch it because it's like the best one. Yeah,
0: there's one. uh, Yeah, Barton Fink's a good one. No Country for Old Men, of course. Like I was that. Yeah, good shit, man. Yeah, we don't. Want... I could talk about movies all day. My so sister we gotta... hated it.
1: <gasps> no Country for Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> my movie was called No Time for Bullshit.
0: Get out of here with that.
1: May I just say? i've been eating healthy all week this just reminded me since i'm talking about my sister Uh and i made fried pickles and i was like really looking forward to eating them and i only made like a certain amount because i was like oh i don't want to go too crazy make too many yeah like right before i came over here and she came upstairs she's like oh don't mind if i do i was like rachel please don't and she's like if i could bet you only think of yourself and she like went downstairs and slammed the door oh my god i just want these little pickles man man.
0: jesus (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's funny god damn man that that's awesome anyways
1: what's your story
0: (sighs) okay i always feel so guilty like i just i've got way too much to talk about so my apologies because this is gonna take a while no it's fine um so i and i keep always going to old things and i don't I don't mean to. It just kind of fucking happens. And then I was like, this time, this time I'm not going to get too political or too crazy. (laughs) Fucking the only story I wanted to do was this like mass execution thing. And I was like, okay, right? Like, I bet it'll just be short and simple. It's like, it's like seven pages I had to write. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. I cut some stuff out. Don't worry. Okay. (laughs) Like, uh, Heather, I have to like leave tonight. (laughs) Um. Oh, sorry, that was my notebook. Okay, so we are covering Minnesota, as I've heard. So this is going to be the U.S.-Dakota War, um, the largest mass execution in U.S. history. S- I don't really know anything about it, or I didn't know anything really about it. Um, I've heard U.S.-Dakota War, didn't really know what it meant, and it really was not, wasn't really a big thing, but it was a big deal. So, all right, here we go. S- very... And maintaining altitude, as we've covered. <laughs> right. So the U.S.-Dakota War, or the Dakota Uprising, as some call it, was a six-week event in which desperate Native Americans clashed, fought, and stole from white settlers. Uh, this happening in the middle of the Civil War made it that much more complicated. So some feel that contention stretched back into 1805 when a treaty was signed by only two Sioux chiefs to cede 100,000 acres to Zebulon Pike. Hmm. Right, after our own Pike's Peak here in Colorado Springs. Um, many suspect the men signed the treaty without wholly representing the tribe and this kind of sneaky shit happened all the fucking time where government officials would randomly show up, talk to some random dudes that weren't representing, weren't representing anybody in particular or on behalf of anyone, they'd get a big payout and then the government would like legally get to kind of steal the land. But you know, for the US a deal is a deal unless it's not in their interest. As stated in the treaties, they would pay half up front and pay the rest in annuities and both money and supplies. So not surprisingly, as years went on, the U.S. government was not holding up their end of the bargain and paid less and less every year. And it was often coming late. So if you couple this with a ridiculous amount of white settlers moving in, they have little regard for even, uh, they don't really know where the boundaries are. They don't really know. Let me re-say that. Oh my God, I'm so high. (laughs) Sorry. Well, basically, just white settlers showed up, and they, like, weren't familiar with boundaries. They were crossing lines. It was, like, a lot of tension between, like, settlers and the natives. And then, like, with such a large mass of people moving in, Minnesota eventually received statehood in 1858. So natives were at the point they were surrounded by whitey. It was just a sea of white faces off in the horizon, like, chasing away what little game there was to hunt. So... Since they were still mostly hunter gatherer society with no game to hunt and they were on restrictive boundaries, they relied pretty much extensively on the annuities from the government. Um, with resources running low, um, the government thought that they could make things better by cutting their land in half to give more white settlers more land moving in. So, very soon after the Civil War broke out, leaving a unique opportunity as well as a desperate situation. Um, With everyone focused on the Civil War, waiting for a friendly southerner to come crack in some skulls, paying annuities to natives became less and less of a priority, meaning payments were not at all what they were supposed to be, and they were coming less frequently. Um, Indian agents at the time were known for their corruption, so distribution was pretty much unfair, with traders consuming more than their fair share. So with the Homestead Act of 1862 passing, Whitey was fucking everywhere." Um, It should be noted that at this point, 7,000 Dakotas, as well as other tribes, occupied only a narrow strip of land. Um, So it was around 120 miles long and only 10 miles wide. So in that little patch, like... 7,000 people are trying to hunt game and gather, and it's yeah. just not really working out. Um, a lot of people were competing for the same spot. It made resources that much thinner on the ground. Inevitably, conditions hit a boiling point because people can only take so much shit. So, when tribes went to discuss the dire situation to Indian agents and their traders, one of them cutely quipped If they are hungry, let them eat grass or their own dung. So, that fuck is. that guy, yeah. right? Um, The next part is what most people think happened. It's slightly contended. It's it's whatever. So ultimately, this triggered the the U.S.-Dakota War, where four Sioux men were coming back from an unsuccessful hunt because, you know, game is, like, non-existent. Uh, Upon their return, they happened upon a settler's home and decided to steal some eggs. This led to an unintended skirmish between the two groups that resulted in the settler's death. So five were killed. Um, The young men fled back to their community to seek protection. And yeah, that's a very bare bones version. So, of course, the Indian community, they know that whatever consequences are about to take place will be exaggerated and overly harsh because, you know, they're native. So there was a faction that was like, please just let us kick these white assholes out of here once and for all. They're busy killing each other. Maybe we can succeed at getting rid of them. Uh, The U.S. military was indeed weaker, and its forces were divided. So, in the discussion, Chief Little Crow, remember that name, (laughs) uh, expressed concern over going to war. He'd seen his own fair share of shit before, where it's like, we try, and then they kick our ass, and then we try, and then they kick our ass, and they, like, do worse things to us. So, he's kind of hesitant, but the ultimate decision was to just fucking go for it. So the war starts really fast. The uh, the Dakota attacked the Redwood Agency first, a settlement populated by traders, and Indian agent, government personnel, farmers, and families. Um, included in that group was that smug piece of shit that told them to eat grass and their own feces. Mm. So. Yeah. It is unfortunate that other people died, too, but fuck that one dude. (laughs) Am I right? Yeah. Um, Sadly, a total of 20 were killed and 10 were taken hostage. 47 escaped to a nearby military base at Fort Ridgely. In response, the fort sent out 46 men uh, to assess the damage and retaliate if necessary. They got their asses kicked and 24 of them died. So try as they might, the Dakotas did try to take the fort but were unsuccessful. They get an A for effort, though. So they did continue the attack settlers' homes. Oh, I said that wrong. They did continue to attack settlers' homes. Um, More often than not, they would kill the men and take women and children as hostages. That is not to say that kids did not die. They definitely did. Um, It is estimated that in that six weeks, about uh, at least 100 kids were killed. Uh, Well, murdered, you know. In the Dakota War, so there were also tales of torture and mutilation. While many of these stories have been thought to be uh, aggrandized, some for sure are probably true. So the war lasted only six weeks. Of the seven thousand Sioux that lived on uh, that small strip of land, only about a thousand participated in the bloodshed during the war. Um, it was well known at the time too that the Dakotas that chose not to war with anybody would do their best. They would go. Warned settlers that trouble was a brewing, and they needed to get the fuck out of there. So though it was difficult, the army was able to gather enough men in response for the attacks because most everyone was busy shooting each other in the face. Uh, though ne- neither side was a stranger to warfare, the U.S. had bigger guns and more of them, which is still true today. Um, but there was so much bloodshed across the settlements that they had to have burial parties, like follow along kind of, and like bury the dead. Uh-huh. Uh, Occasionally, these parties were attacked and killed. But as I said, the war did not last long. The man in charge of handling the warring Dakotas was Colonel Henry Silby. While camped out at Lone Tree, the Dakotas made a plan to hide in the tall grass and attack as they broke camp. Unfortunately, their plans fell through when... The soldiers did not break camp and instead hung out for a while Um, and they were thrown off even more when some dissatisfied soldiers that were randomly looking for food, unhappy with the portions they'd been given at breakfast, uh, they just kind of went like foraging for whatever they could find. In their quest to find more food, they accidentally stumbled upon some unsuspecting warriors and exchanged gunfire. So as you can imagine, the ambush was off because everybody knew that they were there now. Um, The battle was over quickly in just about two hours. Little Crow and many of the others fled, not knowing, or I'm sorry, they fled north knowing that they were defeated uh, due to having inferior numbers. So of those captured, there were 393 that were tried by the military. Of that number, 323 were convicted and 303 were sentenced to be executed. So it is no surprise to hear that it only took about six weeks to try and convict the men for their participation in the war. And some of the trials lasted as little as five minutes. Yeah, so this was a quote. This is, um, as stated by Carol Chomsky, she's a professor at the University of Minnesota Law. Uh, The evidence was sparse, the tribunal was biased, the defendants were unrepresented in unfamiliar proceedings, conducted in a foreign language, and authority for convening was lacking. So she kind of, like, summed it all up in, like, one beautiful (laughs) sentence, I think. Um, Shortly after the Battle of Wood Lake, which was actually... Lone Tree Lake, they, like, got it wrong and the name just stuck. Uh, The military rounded up every Dakota they could find, non-combatants included, as well as fighters. So, and basically put them in concentration camps. So they just built this, like, big area um, just for them to kind of hang out in. So approximately 1,700 women, children, and elderly were forced to stay at Fort Snelling, where they were met with bitter revenge. And Fort Snelling is just the worst fucking name I I've know I was
1: seeing that too it's like oh my god Snelling
0: in a matter of those sentenced to death uh, because the trials were held by military commission President Lincoln had the final say in the executions so he reviewed all the cases in the end he pardoned 264 men but that still left 39 to hang um, the military was so concerned with an out of control vengeful mob breakout type scenario because you know people were like super pissed uh, that they declared martial law and banned the sale of and consumption of alcohol within a ten mile radius. So, I think they just knew like liquor is not going <laughs> to yeah. make this better. Um, the execution was also so unique that a special scaffold had to be built so that all the men could hang at the same time.
1: Oh my God,
0: this is fucking brutal, like some man.
1: Fucking handmaids.
0: Shit. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <gasps> that is handmaid's tale. <laughs> um the men learned of their execution date on december 22nd that they were going to be hanged on december 26th so it was oh like my god fucking fast yeah. dude Four days. yeah so they were lucky enough and i don't know why i'm saying lucky enough yeah. but like they did get to say goodbye to their families yeah. the next evening like i think they were they like ate food and they were able to dance yeah. so like at least they fucking got that one little moment yeah. um yeah, as they made their way back to the specially made gallows, the crowds of men, women, and children through bricks and stones of the passing guards and prisoners, uh, more than 4,000 people showed up wow. at that fucking horrible spectacle. Wow. Um, it's so crazy
1: we used to watch people get hanged. Like, I like, still think about this. like For funsies. Yeah.
0: Like, there's nothing else to do. Well, yeah. it beats Till in the field, so fuck it. Let's yeah. I yeah. I can't even stand the idea of watching reality TV. Yeah. Like to me that's the worst and it's like no, it was so much worse than that. Yeah. Um so it's kind of I feel bad for the f- bad and relieved for this one guy cuz there was one dude right before they were like going to get hanged that got pardoned like at a moment's notice. Wow. So it's like can you imagine how fucked up that is? Yeah. Like just this one guy you have to go watch all your friends like die now. Um so but as the men gathered on the scaffold they sang songs as their faces were covered with white muslin uh, when the drums began to play to signal the start of the execution some men reached out uh, to each other and held hands mm. i know uh, with one swing of an axe uh, that moment went down in history is the largest mass execution in u.s history mm. uh, after 30 minutes of hanging the bodies were cut down and buried in a shallow mass grave from more than one source, because I first I read it and I was like, that's bullshit. And then I read it again. I was like, oh my God, this is, might be true. Okay. I read that by the time morning came around, almost all of the bodies had been dug up except for one, be, that they'd been taken by physicians for use as medical cadavers, and that the body that was left was used as target practice by the soldiers. Oh my God. So, Ew. yeah. That's sad. Um, Okay. Sorry, I have to switch to my notebook because I didn't finish typing. Uh Uh-oh. As far as the non-combatants go, um, those still held captive, arrived at Fort Snelling in November, and in December, soldiers built them basically a concentration camp. So that's what I was talking about before. Sorry, I got my... I don't know. I got things mixed up. Uh, So it was a wooden stockade 12 feet high, and it was about three acres of space. But they had about 1,600 people there. And three acres is like not very much yeah um so over the winter around 300 people died from harsh living conditions but how many people were about oh about 1600 total and 300 people died over the winter from just like harsh living conditions from cold or from disease um On February 16th, 1863, the U.S. This is, like, the worst fucking part of it. And, like, I know it's already so terrible. The U.S. nullified its treaties with the Dakotas. So Governor Alexander Ramsey declared, or I'm sorry, he decreed that the Sioux Indians of Minnesota must be exterminated or driven forever beyond the borders of the state. So in which those in turn... Yeah, I'm so sorry. Interned at Fort Snelling. Uh, they were forced into Nebraska on a reservation um, in Santee. And then remember, like most of them were women, children and elderly. Mm-hmm. So like now they like they don't have their men anymore. Yeah. Like all the men in their lives are gone. Um With the nullifying of the treaty, though, that meant that the Dakota lost what little land they had left and that all annuities were forfeit to the U.S. government. So conveniently now, the U.S. government doesn't have to pay shit anymore. So because there was little regard for tribal affiliation, the Ho-Chunk tribe, and I had to like, I was like, what is the Ho-Chunk? I'm sorry, I just, I've never heard it before. And I'm like, the Ho-Chunk tribe? That's (laughs) like the best fucking name ever. Um, they got removed with the Dakotas despite literally having nothing to do with the fighting. They Aww. just cleared every... They tried to that clear sucks. many Indians out. So yeah. they were like, the fucking Dakotas are the guys you want. And then, like, just everybody got kicked out. Dang. Um. Yeah. So even with the removal, there were still plenty of Native Americans that lived in Minnesota. Like, they can't cover every square inch of the state. Um. Luckily, Fort Snelling had the camp already built. But, you know, from from its last batch of captives. So, like, the ones that they did round up, they just, like, threw into this, like, old concentration camp that wasn't being used anymore. Um, Let's see. Oh, and then, oh, one thing I forgot to write in here, too, was, like, during the execution, or, like, right before it, that's when they, like, let out the big wagon train of, like, everybody leaving to go to Nebraska, of, like, all the people at that concentration camp. And that, like... This is so fucking awful. It said that like a woman attacked a group, or like as they were passing and like killed some woman's baby as she was trying as they were just like leaving. Ew. So like yeah, That's so fucking terrible.
1: terrible.
0: Kill me. I know, right? Um. So to ensure that the Dakota stay gone, like to deter them from coming back to Minnesota, um, a bounty was created to award money for those that brought in Dakota scalps. So, and that was by the state's adjutant general, which I'm assuming is that like the oldie attorney general? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. it sounds like an important yeah. position. Mm-hmm. Um, so his name was Oscar Malmoros, I'm sure. Uh, so a ragtag group of military douchebags was gathered and they were paid $2 a day and would re- uh, they would receive a bonus of $25 to hand in a scalp. So like, go out, find Indian- Indians, scalp Kill them, them yeah. bring me their scalpy bits. Oh. So, but if you were not in the military and you were just a civilian that happened upon some Dakotas on your own in your own time... Uh, it was a reward. roar. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It was, a re- <laughs> <laughs> dude, it was a reward of $75. So, and then in two months they raised that reward to fucking $200. So like they, they really wanted dead Indians, yeah. like super fucking bad. And then little crow, mm. little crow, he'd escaped North and then, huh. okay, look, he was there to steal some fucking horses. Yeah. Okay. But he was still like, he was out picking fucking berries so this father and son see him, they shoot him. They don't even know it's a Little Crow. They just see an, an Indian and they shoot him. Um, and it turns out it's a Little Crow. So everyone's like, oh, hooray, mm. great for this guy. They were awarded $500 from the state of Minnesota. Like Minnesota was so pleased. Mm. Um, a group of settlers took his body, they scalped it, and then they like further mutilated it. Um, the article didn't really get into any specifics, which I think I'm okay with. Um, the scalp was tanned and displayed in that one dude's office, the adjutant general's oh, office, ew. for five fucking years. He had that nasty thing hanging up on his wall. That's freaking, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then luckily, it eventually was turned over to the Minnesota Historical Society. And then, thankfully, in 1915, his remains were buried in a family plot. Mm-hmm. So they are back where they need to be. But that was the largest mass shooting. In U.S. Oh, I'm sorry. Mass execution. You fucking heard me. (laughs) In uh, U.S. history. Oh. Oh. Okay. My sources, real quick. Sorry, this is also a fucking long list. I forgot mine. That's okay. There's still time, Laura. Okay. (laughs) U.S. Dakota War of 1862: uh, Changing Interpretations Through Material Culture, Monuments, and Commemorative Activities by Christian Glomstad from Tufts University. The U.S. Dakota Wars: A Study in Military Justice by Carol Chomsky. MinnesotaPost.com: An Article by Peter J. Uh, DeCarlo, IndianCountryToday.com, an article by Vincent Schilling, MNH, oh, M, ooh, it's doing it. Oh, fucker. MNHS.org, uh, CLA.UMN.edu, and then EssentialCivilWarCurriculum.com, an article by Kathleen Gorman.
1: Nice. Cool. Mine were also, I did an article on the New York Times, I don't know if I need to read what it was. So yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, whatever is the New York times. And then yeah. I did one. It was called like money, sex and power or something like that on park rapid com. Right on, man. Uh, I thought that, sorry. I thought you
0: were going to go on for another minute. No, damn it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you run into any problems? Like I felt like I must've clicked literally on like, dozens of They're articles stuff, yeah. yeah
1: and it's, it's just so like so boring yeah. and then that one i don't know if you remember listening to that uh i think it was my favorite murder about the like old man who sat down in his basement and those like two kids broke into his house, and he like shot uh, and killed them. And then I he was like that. sitting, and like there was all those re- weird recordings of him being like, "I'll just tell this." And I'll just, oh like, shit! Yeah, it was like really creepy. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, I wish I could do this story if it was yeah. like I already knew it was like done." So. Yeah. Oh, cool. I popped my little joint. It's great flavored. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I forgot. I feel like you were telling me about those. So you yeah. Even, like, it has, like, the little flavor bead in it.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to take away from your story. I was just excited to pop my little bead. No, it's fine. I'm done. Um. <coughs> yeah, I, I barely remember that. It's been a while. I feel like I haven't listened to them in a, yeah. a hot minute. I don't know.
1: I feel like we listened to it together one day, and it was just, like, crazy as
0: yeah. fuck. Yeah. Who doesn't love a good murder story, man? There's a... Oh, what was I watching? Oh, I was watching a documentary on Heaven's Gate on 2020. It was 2020. Mm. But that was great. I th- I totally forgot they were the, the you know, we're going to be launched up into space if we all just die together with our fearless leader, who's this kooky yeah. old man. <laughs> That's crazy. Those, the craziest yeah. shit. Mm. You should watch it, man. He's got them crazy eyes, too. What was it? On? Uh, it was... Well, it's on Hulu. It was on 2020. On oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah and his his fucking haircut is really tough to look at, too. It's, like, <laughs> straight across his forehead, man.
1: Gross.
0: Oh, and then I just read uh, Twitter's freaking out because Stranger Things, the new season that's coming out, mm-hmm. just everybody hates the haircuts. Oh, I haven't
1: seen any of them.
0: No. And then uh, it, Will's is fucking bad, dude. But everyone made the point. They were like... Well, it was the 80s, man. Yeah. Like,
1: that's oh. just what we looked like. Yeah, that's why they just did it on purpose, yeah. I think so, because it's bad. Did it's see, real bad. Did you see their little announcement or whatever, like, posting? It was, like, their last season or whatever? This one? Yeah, or I'm the, pretty sure it's going to be in, like, two parts, I think. I thought they said five seasons and they were they were done. I think... It's, like, going to be two separate. It's one season that they're releasing, but it's going to be in, like, two separate. Okay. Anchor Damn it. Kind of. Did you see, though, that Russian Doll is going to have season two? <gasps>
0: fucking finally! I'm so
1: excited!
0: God! I hope it's good. Yeah. Did you see the fucking teaser trailers for the third season of The Boys? Mm-hmm. Mm, it looks so good. Yes, yeah, I don't know. It actually i'm rewatching it <laughs> i'm on the second season yeah. it's so fucking yeah. good i forgot about you've seen the second one right second i season? saw
1: up until i don't remember anything but i saw i think i had like three episodes left i never okay
0: season two. there i forgot how many heads explode yeah in this season it's a lot there yeah. has i wonder if there's a head explosion count <laughs>
1: I just remembered I watched yes. that f- weird fucking movie, um, Fresh. Fresh. Yes. Yeah. What'd you think? It was so fucking weird. <laughs> My sister and I watched it together, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" And then I was <sighs> it
0: not? Huh? I totally thought that was. I up your liked alley. it.
1: Yeah, I liked it. It was interesting, oh, but it was really bizarre. And then the part that I think you were talking about <sighs> was it the part where she like bites his fucking yes. head off? Yeah. <laughs> oh, spoilers! The whole time I kept telling Rachel like, "There's a part." There's a part she told me about. She told me. And then we're just like waiting for it. And then we're like, that can't be it. Then we're like, no, like, what is it? Like, but yeah, it was so funny. And then right when all of this was happening, they're having that weird dinner. I was like, I know what's going to happen. And I literally just like guessed it because I'd been like waiting for like something crazy to happen. And then, yeah, sure enough. And I was like, oh. Dude,
0: the the texture of that boob was so fucking awful. I know. Uh i loved it yeah i really liked it that oh, what's his name sebastian sebastian stan or stan. stan yeah i called him sebastian son <laughs> like, <laughs> when we were talking last and then i was looking up his name i was stan, like Stan, whatever oh i thought it was like s-a-h-n and it was yeah it was just stan oh is it really
1: <laughs> yeah oh it's just stan <laughs> Yeah, my sister was like, it was funny because she's, like, obsessed with him, thinks he's, like, so hot, always talking about he's him. He's cute. And, like, I just, like, can't see it. And then when in that movie, I was, like, oh, my gosh, he looks like Tim, my mom's boyfriend. Oh, no. And after I said that, Rachel was, like, Ew. And then, like, we just, like, could not see it. Like, it was almost freaking us out how much he acted like him, just, like, his mannerisms. Oh, like freaky. The way he would talk and just, like. Yeah, it was fucking weird. They should have put that Fargo thing up yeah. in the front. <laughs>
0: this is based on a real story about your mom's ex boyfriend. Right. <laughs> um, he's in that new show too. Um, Pam the Pamela. Yeah, <gasps> I
1: heard it's really good. Have Dude, you seen it?
0: I've. I think I've got two episodes left. I want to watch it. Is oh it my good? god, I love it. It's it's a, there's so much penis in it though. <laughs> it's just a never ending shots of dicks. Which I was fine with. And I think it's his real dick, man. Yeah. His actual ding dong. (laughs) And it's it's so fucking cool. He really he sounds like Tommy. Like, I remember some of that happening. I was like kinda young. I was like eight in nineteen ninety three. So I like briefly remember and then when I was in high school, I still remember like just what a I feel bad, like, knowing everything that's going on now, but I remember in high school, it's like, man, what a shit show of a couple. Like, they're rough. Yeah. Or were rough, you know, they've been broken up, but Pamela Anderson's always been pretty fucking out there. Yeah. I even,
1: I always, like, especially now because of that show, I see, like, tons of pictures of her, like, her style and whatever, and I'm just like...
0: Oh, in the 90s? Did you look at that? Yeah. Holy shit. It was like, I don't remember any of that, but (laughs) fuck i can well men loved her yeah <laughs> that's what i was thinking i was like
1: oh okay this is what they liked okay
0: yeah and it i don't know part of me too like if you got it fucking flaunt yeah. it you might as well i know I we got to, like
1: her outfits were ugly as hell no offense but yeah so i'm just like mm-hmm. but, okay yeah <laughs>
0: was, one was like a little jean of teeny tiny yeah. little strip of jean and like a and shirt, her shirt that's like that was- <laughs> I held on together by a thread, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if a strong wind could yeah. have, like, blown that shirt off. Um But there was a, there was some shitty movie, you know, those, like, teen sex comedies mm-hmm. of the 80s. They were, like, so over the top. And, like, there was one, I never saw it, but I was watching these, like, movies of the 80s or something like that. And there's a scene where the chick is playing, like, they're playing polo somehow, oh my god, her top flies off and she doesn't know and she's riding this horse and like bouncing (laughs) up and down. And the woman, like, who's obviously an older woman now, she was like, Oh yeah, I knew I'd never look that good again, and I wanted everybody to know it. It's like, you know what? Might as well fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, good for you. (laughs) Like, I remember I was on the phone one time with my sister and I was at like a Uh, food truck, and I was waiting, and this girl walked by with clearly, like, literally above her ass cheeks, you know, and it was like, oh, I'd mentioned it to my sister, and I wasn't even like, no judgment, it was like, I mean, hey, you better fucking enjoy it now, because girl, once you get pregnant, it's over, (laughs) you better enjoy that breeze up the wazoo while you can, I guess. It's like, I wish I was, I never, I was always
1: a chonker, so... I went and... S- sorry did you're talking no, about food trucks. okay. I just remembered... I know we have to, like, stop, but I went <laughs> to the vegan food truck, the joint, because I've been uh-huh. wanting to try them, and I literally stood in line for, like, an hour, over an hour, actually, mm-hmm. and this weird dude was behind me talking about, like, oh, these are my roommate's pants, but then he's, like, talking to me, like oh yeah I live in by myself in my apartment and I was just like okay anyways fucking <laughs> I waited in line for this fucking they made like this like chicken and waffles like cone mm-hmm. literally I was like two people in front of me and they come out they're like we're sold out or something like that and then I was like no, no. then they're like we're sold out of the crunch wraps and I was like because no, that was like the only two things on their menus. So then they're like wait we have we just found ten more tortillas. Like, oh my God. And everyone in line's just like like looking around her and up here, and I was like, Thank God, I'm like yeah. the third person in line right now. But yeah, it was awesome. The girlfriend's like, Good thing I'm ordering ten crunch wraps. Oh, you like no. <laughs> But yeah, I got my crunch wrap. I was happy. So.
0: Thank God. Was it was it totally worth it? Were you like yeah? It's pretty good, but
1: oh. I was like oh. Damn. <laughs> After all that yeah. it was like just yeah. okay. <laughs>
0: because we were we were so close to recording on sunday Mm -hmm. laura don't get me wrong like i'm happy we recorded tonight yeah but it's like mm, i wouldn't have been that upset if you had said like let's do it sunday yeah um oh i'm so high i forgot what
1: i was gonna fucking say something we were talking about crunch wraps right food yeah
0: laura's food truck okay (laughs) oh no i remember now (laughs) Um, i was gonna offer to make like another vegan oh really or something yeah. like
1: let's do something i know fun. i was like oh god and then i was like wait i was like i don't know i was like i kind of want to sleep in so yeah I was, like, I was like i just need to because i almost yeah. I, i almost texted you to like right before i came i was like actually and i was like no lord just fucking yeah go do it it's like
0: <laughs> doing you stupid bitch yeah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i was like oh fuck she's coming okay i better i really gotta type this fucking thing out and i had been typing on it for a while i was gonna have dinner with john and then i was like Mm -hmm. dude i'm not done i gotta get this done so and then i moved my puzzle sorry that's not important no one gives a shit okay (laughs) uh all right right, well
1: goodbye young ones and goonies never say die peace (laughs)